You are listening to the Speaker Springboard Podcast with your host, Alfred Poor. Welcome to the Speaker Springboard Podcast, where corporate leaders, business executives, and other good public speakers come to become great speakers. Every week, you'll hear about practical tips and valuable resources that will help you get your message across, whether it's on stage or online. And today, I'm talking with Sam Richter, the CEO of SBR Worldwide, No More. To put it bluntly, Sam knows sales. He's the author of the best-selling book, Take the Cold Out of Cold Calling. Audiences agree that he knows his stuff. He's been named one of the top 50 sales keynote speakers in the world. And his colleagues recognize that he's a great speaker too. The NSA inducted him into the National Speaker Hall of Fame, an honor that has been bestowed on fewer than 300 speakers. I could go on and on listing his honors and awards, but we'd run out of time for our conversation. And in spite of all his success, he also mentors individuals in his community and is an active volunteer with nonprofit organizations. So Sam, welcome. Hey, thank you so much, Alfred. It's really an honor to be with you today. Great. So glad to have you. So let's jump right into the the questions. Who's your ideal client? Well, you know, I I sell a number of different programs and products. So it can range everything from event planners, association executives on the speaking side, to the people who attend might be a better question. Or so the most the people who receive value out of my message is really anybody who is, uh, is selling in a more complex sale. So it's probably easier to say who's not. Who's not a good uh, attendee for my core program would probably be like a barista at a coffee shop uh, or somebody who works at Walmart or Target. But the purchasing manager at Walmart or Target, the salesperson who sells into Walmart or Target, those would be perfect people for my, say, my ideal client, my ideal customer. And with the shift to entrepreneurism and things like that, is this also valuable to, to people who have to sell themselves and their own services like coaches and startups and things like that? Absolutely. I actually do a, a number of programs for entrepreneurs, for uh, professional speakers, coaches, consultants, because really the core of my message is uh, how do you build relationships? How do you find out what the other people care about so you sell into that? At a really high level, if you're not selling value, if you're not selling relationships, then you're selling lowest price. If you're not selling expertise, then you're selling lowest price. And a lot of companies have made a lot of money selling lowest price. It's just not very fun. No, it's a, a difficult position to take in the marketplace because you're always susceptible to the guy who's willing to, to bid a little lower than you. That's correct. Yep. So the problem that you focus on is, is building that relationship before you try to make the sale. Is that sum it up right? Yeah. I mean, if we go back in sales before the internet, salespeople used to spend two hours with their prospects, getting to know the individual, what they cared about, what their issues are. And the reason buyers would give two hours out of their day is... They knew very little about the salesperson's company, their solutions. Maybe they saw an ad, maybe they got a referral. But the buyer would be willing to give up a couple hours out of their day. Today's world, obviously, nearly 100% of buyers have Googled the company, maybe even Googled the salesperson prior to a meeting, so they have buyer's intelligence. But yet salespeople don't gather that information. It's odd that in an era where we can pull up virtually every word ever written in the history of the world, in less than 30 seconds on a mobile device, that most salespeople limit their research to looking at a company's website, maybe looking at their LinkedIn profile, superficially looking at their LinkedIn profile. And so they walk in asking, in my opinion, silly questions. 
Tell me about you guys. How big are you? You should know the answers to those questions before you walk in the room. And what I teach is the how to do that, how to find that information using the tools you already use every day like Google and social media. And then more important, why it's important and how to effectively leverage information to ask better questions and build those relationships. So what are the, some of the things that happen to, we'll just say salespeople for shorthand. Sure. Coaches and speakers and everybody else. What are some of the things that they experience when they go about this backwards, when, when they haven't done the research? I mean, what are some of the problems they run into? Well, there's a number of them. First off, we all have small talk going on in our head when we're meeting with somebody. And if you walk in as a salesperson and you're irrelevant, you're not relevant to what the other person cares about, well, then all of a sudden they're going to start thinking about their afternoon. Hey, I've got a board meeting I have to prepare for. Hey, I've got to get my dog to the vet. Uh, because they're not focused because you're selling something that they're not interested in. You're talking about something that's not relevant to their world. So that's one of the big things is you, you, know, you lose the other person's attention. The other thing that happens is depending on how unprepared you are, it can be really annoying. Like a lot of people will say, they'll be thinking in their mind, why am I even talking to this person? So for example, you mentioned earlier that I have a best-selling book and I'm a professional speaker. I still get at least one, oftentimes two emails, phone calls, or social media connections a day saying something along the lines of, hey, Sam, as a best-selling author, have you ever thought of turning your intellectual property into a speech. I'm a speech coach. I help people write there. Now, it's like, come on. That's easy to figure out. Just go. That, that one's easy. There's no excuse. Now, if the reverse, if somebody were to say, hey, Sam, I saw that you're a member of the National Speakers Hall of Fame. Congratulations. I work with a number of other Hall of Fame speakers. And one thing that I know you all have in common is that you're always looking to improve. And one of the th areas I focus on as a speech coach is breaking down to your speech into minute by minute sections and really figuring out, are there ways we can improve? Okay, that would get my attention versus the other way. It's just, come on, do your homework. Right, so when they try to solve this problem for themselves, what are some of the mistakes, that, the big mistakes that they make? Well, the big mistakes I think that salespeople make is they make assumptions. Uh, they make assumptions that all companies in a specific industry or for lack of a better term, that have a demographic similar profile. Demographics meaning industry they're in, size of company, location of company, number of employees, annual revenue, that they all have the same issues. They might not. Now, there are certainly common issues if there are regulatory compliance issues, supply chain issues. Those are fairly common across demographics within a specific industry. But one company might be dealing with their ability to attract and retain employees. Another company might be dealing with that their CEO recently left or they were fired and they need, they brought in somebody new that doesn't fit the culture. Another company might be dealing with sales issues. Hey, we just can't find enough prospects. And oftentimes that information can be found if you know where to look. So it could be as simple as looking at a news article, a company's annual report, reading the CEO's letter. All those sorts of places have wonderful amounts of intelligence where you can walk in. It's not that hard to say something along the lines of, you know, hey, Alfred, before I meet with people, I like to do a little bit of homework. And guess what I found? I recently read that article where it seems like your organization, one of your big initiatives for 2022, 2023 is sustainability and going green. I found that really interesting. I've worked with a lot of other companies doing a similar program, but, but I'd love to hear your take on it. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Now, I'm going to get a much better answer asking that kind of a question 
versus if I walk in and say something, so tell me what you guys are up to. Yeah, so many salespeople are trained to grind it out. Yeah. You know, to do the numbers. It's a numbers game. That's such a soul crushing it is. beat down kind of strategy. And it's no wonder to me that people don't survive long in that kind of atmosphere. So yep. your approach of making more preparation, I think, rings really true for me. Yeah. What you just touched on there is a concept that I teach called sales triggers. And a sales trigger is a disruption that's going on in another person's world where they might actually want to take your call today. So as we think of speakers, consultants, coaches, what would be a sales trigger in their client's world? So like you said, hey, I could, if you said, Sam, get me a list of every business in Denver and their CEO, I can do that and say there's 15,000. If you call every single one of them, mathematically, someone's going to need your services. However, I'd like to focus on a sales trigger. So what might be a sales trigger? A company that's gone through a merger or an acquisition. Anytime two companies come together, they all think it's going to be hunky-dory. It never is. And so let's say you're a coach on culture. You're a coach on change. Another sales trigger might be funding activity. Hey, this company's been working out of their garage. They've got five employees and someone just gave them $50 million. Their world just changed. They've got to go hire. They've got to go find new, new suppliers. And they've got to do it quick because whoever gave them that money is not waiting three years for a return on their investment. A new leadership company hires a new CEO, a new president. It's a good time to come in. So all of these types of sales triggers, construction activity tells me a company is growing. Somebody who's moving to your community, they're moving from Los Angeles to Arizona. All of those are sales triggers that if you can identify soon enough, you can call the decision maker. You're relevant with your conversation because you know what's going on in their world and you're relevant with your solution. Hey, I've done a lot of coaching with CEOs who have gone through venture capital funding, there's a lot of pitfalls that I might be able to help you avoid. Isn't that a better conversation than, hey, I do executive coaching? Yeah, exactly. That's such a great tip to look for those sales triggers mm -hmm. and to identify. And like, and like you say, that's all information that's just publicly available. It's pretty much right out yeah. in the open if you just put the effort into to looking for it. Correct. Yep. Do you have a free, valuable resource that you'd be willing to share with the audience? Yeah, of course. If, if anybody goes to my website, uh, it's just Sam Richter, S-A-M-R-I-C-H-T-E-R, samrichter.com. If they wait about three seconds to let the homepage load, their pop-up window will show up, and I offer a, a tip sheet. And it's, it's really step-by-step -step instructions on how to find information on Google, on social media, uh, in ways that most people don't know how to do. Uh, enter in a few of these terms and uh, you'll really kickstart your efforts, save yourself a tremendous amount of time on finding information. That's awesome. That's just uh, terrific advice. As somebody who's been doing computer searches since before the internet, yeah. I know that it is much more of an art than a science. And so knowing Absolutely. the the tricks and, and leverage points can make a huge difference. Yeah, and I've actually built a number of products that automate it. So you're, you're familiar being a technology guy with Boolean logic. And for those who haven't heard that term, it's, for lack of a better term, it's the zeros and the ones. It's what makes our technology work. Uh, and most people never learn it because great technology is intuitive, right? I fire up Google, I type in words, results just show up. Well, I built a number of products that automate that. It can do, Google itself only allows about a 30-word search. I can do up to three to 500 words, and all you have to do is type in a, a city. So, for example, you can go, you can go to Intel Engine, which is I-N-T-E-L-N-G-I-N, so it's spelled kind of weird, N-G-I-N.com, Intel Engine, N-G-I-N.com, 
and uh, I build them for specific industries. But what it does is it automates finding decision makers. It automates finding those sales triggers that are specific to that industry. So you could do it manually, and the tip sheet will help you do that. I've got Intel engines that will really automate the process as well. Oh, that's really exciting. Great. Thank you. And we'll put both of those links in the description for the, for the episode so people can find them there. Thank you. So we've got a little time left. I always like to end with, what's the one thing that I should have asked you that I didn't? Mm, well, that's a great question. I would say, you know, maybe the, the big thing, especially that's relevant today to all of the listeners is, is what's changed since COVID? You know, now that we're, whether we call it a new normal or a post-COVID, but what are some of the, the aspects that have changed? And, and I would say what I talk about in terms of being relevant is probably more important than ever. You know, why is that? Because as a coach, as a consultant, as a speaker, as a trainer, it's possible, depending on your world, that you were fairly, let's say even, even you had a, a unique differentiator. You were the best in your city. You were the best in your community. You were the best in your state. You were the best in your industry at what you do. Well, I think what's happened is a lot of people, I mean, you know, Zoom and virtual presentations have been around for a long time. Just nobody was using them before. You're most people. I shouldn't say nobody. Um, nowadays, so many people are used to that that it's important to remember that while three years ago, you could probably identify your competitors, in today's world, your competitor could be halfway across the globe because everybody, hey, my, my parents are used to doing Zoom calls now. Still might be staring at their forehead, but, but at least they know how to log in and do it, right? And so everybody is comfortable doing these virtual programs. Therefore, in a sales call, you, cannot, you can no longer lead with you. You can no longer lead with what makes you interesting. Prior to COVID, you could be interesting. You could have a great story to tell, a great website, great marketing material. In today's world, I believe it's no longer enough to be interesting. To succeed, you must be interested. Interested in what the other person cares about. Interested in make sure that you're relevant in your brief opportunity you have to talk with the prospect. Relevant to what they care about. It's no longer good enough to have a better mousetrap. Yeah, that's correct. Yep. It's a new ball game. I totally, totally agree with you. Yeah, I think the, the mousetrap in today's world needs to be custom to the type of mice you're trying to catch, for lack of a better term. Yeah, or at least you need to understand what kind of mice they've got before you try to sell them the mousetrap. Yep. Oh, well, Sam, I can't thank you enough. This has just been tremendous. Thank you. Really rich and valuable information. And I've learned a lot. So I'm, I'm very grateful personally. So thank you so much for sharing your time and your expertise. Super. Thank you. And my contact information, I'm really easy to find. You can Google me or go to my website. If anybody has any questions, if I can be of any help to any of the listeners, please feel free to reach out via phone, text, or email. I'm happy to help you in any way that I can. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. If you or your team would like to improve the impact of your online presentations, be sure to attend the free monthly demonstration of the Speaker Springboard system. For details, go to www.speakerspringboard.com demonstration. Hope to see you there.